Hey, everybody. Welcome in to The Wrap on a Friday, a Super Friday, as we call it. Love Super Bowl week. Tom Mazaway and the gang here in the Jim Reels, friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios in Farmington on NRM Streamcast. Cast of characters, as always, on a Friday. C. Black is back in the house from, uh, from duty. Are you a major yet? No. I will be. You're cold. You will be. He was cold. I will be. So cold. Yeah. God, I hate Minnesota, man. Hey, baby. Welcome home. Thank you. Welcome home to Detroit. I mean, much better than Minnesota, right? Bro, much better. Yeah, sure. About 10 inches less of snow better. That's good. D-Mac in the house. What's He's up? always in the house. Ah, you betcha. What's up, Darren? Doing something, man. It's good to see Great you. Great to see you, man. And... Ethan's here, the stat man. He's got all our Super Bowl prop bets. We're expecting a Super Bowl champion to join us in just a bit. TJ Lang will be joining us here, talk a little Super Bowl. And, uh, hey, there's one reporter left that has gone to every single game. He happens to be from Detroit. Happens to be a great guy. Jerry Green. Is really, there. Jerry Green. He's the yeah. last remaining guy. Uh, two of them, Jerry Eisenberg. You should get into the Hall of Fame in the oh, builders' he's, department. He should definitely be. We're talking about Hall of Fame talk there last week. He's been week to everyone. Everyone. There was only, wow. it was like five guys. Then it was four, three. Jerry Eisenberg couldn't go this year from New York. Down to Jerry oh, Green. The big, sole DQ survivor. out on the 50. Yep. Imagine going, I, I mean, I get the death, but if you got, D, if you just. <laughs> Oh, he couldn't sucks. go. He's like, I'm done. I can't make the trip. I'm fine. I just can't make the trip anymore. But our own Jerry Green from the Detroit News, and there's a great column. Check it out on, on DebtNews.com. I, I hope somebody picks that up. Isn't that great? Mm-hmm. Has national people picked that up yet? Uh, they they usually do. He usually gets to go around and, and chat with a lot of people. But not a lot of people will, will I mean, talk to just, him and like, go out of their way. Uh, can we no. just have a, just a slow stop here for a minute yeah. there? And and. and because this, like, we're we're in an age of record setting and and milestones and who's a Hall of Famer and who's not. Like, let's sit down and say, like, for a duration. Because to, to me, you know, what is one of the records that isn't going to be broken? Cal Ripken Jr.'s yeah. consecutive mm-hmm. games right. or whatever. So, the fact to me, I guess maybe not as a athlete today, but as a retired athlete. But for you to be there and be the only one that has been there and yep. outlast, Everyone. that's something. Yep. yep, you should be honored. Everyone, there should man. be a trophy or, or somebody. The, the Detroit should do something. He's been just to more. Say, he's been to more Super Bowls than I have spent years on this planet. Correct. I mean, that's just. And he's been to like more that, Super you know? Bowls, right? And 54. think about it. He's been at fifty-four Super Bowls. Been to all of them, and he hasn't seen the line. It's never nope. going to be done again. He hasn't seen the line. He hasn't yeah. seen his home time. So imagine that. Imagine saying to him 54 years ago, "Yo, bro, you're gonna in 54 years. Here's the thing. You want to take the bet? You have to see the lines. Just they have to win. No, no, no. They just have to show up. Once. Just show up. 54 years. I would have taken right. that bet. Oh, I would. Yeah, all of us would have. Who okay. would have taken it? Would you take it the next 54 years? Talk to me after April. If they take two, it, we're good. You think? Anyways. You're still I, sticking with that, huh? I'm going, uh, yes. Yeah. yeah, because you Absolutely. have to. I'll be quiet. When you break, What's going to happen if you don't? Maz, when you break wow. it. Wow. What, what's going to happen? Are they going to go? They're going to spend the next few years being a mediocre team. Yeah. You're going to go. Wait, what's going to happen? You only get your oh, shot at the top. I want to start so the day like this. Because you're not going to tank. You're going to end up 6-2 and two, the period right. of the league. You're going right. to end up in the middle where we always have. We you got to do something different. 
organization. Wanna, that's what good teams do. Let's not say the L word for the Listen, rest of the day. Do you want to take Lord. an injured quarterback, or do you want to maybe take the kid from Oregon, Justin Herbert? No, why, Maz? Why you always got to make it harder than it seems? It's the you, truth. You're always trying. Hey, look, you no, want a quarterback? I get, it. I get and it. I said it. Didn't we talk about this the other day? You, you, you we take, did. You take we did. to a Dr. David Chow game the thumbs up. I don't care about Chow. I mean, we did. We did. Two will be Chow main on believe, the field. You know what blows me away about this is like a year ago it was the tank for Tua and toss your salad yes. for Tua and <laughs> yes. it was everything for Tua. Now lose for use. Gosh, Maz. Here's Maz. Here's Maz. Maz. Maz wants. So here's what you and I understand. You're gonna. So what you're offering? I'm offering you. You're offering me a, a ten bedroom palatial mansion <laughs> that's got a busted pipe in in the basement. Can we fix it? Absolutely. Is it permanent? No. Yes, is it, it is. Is it is it is it black mold? Is, is yeah, this house mold. going to be fine after we <laughs> yeah. fix this pipe? It's mold. Absolutely. It's black mold. Instead, Maz is like, I want the brand new double wide. Yes. So here's the thing. Maz <laughs> the brand is, new double wide, man. Maz is still. A I'll huge... take my mansion and fix what the pipe. What Super Bowl is Maz on? Super Bowl like what's uh, for like fourteen? Because remember the injuries to like this that happened back in the day, maybe oh. forty years ago. Maybe Tua wouldn't come back, but with technology and everything else. <laughs> We can rebuild technology. Well, no, I mean it's just the what is he, medicine Steve Austin? like any medicine like anything else has has gone so yes, far forward. And that's what I don't get. Like, dude, now okay. people are having hip and knee replacements, and then it's like, oh, I'm jogging the next day. They have me up walking around or right after like arthroscopic knee fine. surgery is what, like what, a, in what and out intel patient. did you get that this listen, is like some permanent injury, listen, man? I'm gonna say this again, please. I, and dude. I brought this up before. When we were young, we had GI Joes. At least I did. And you pulled the guy's leg out. It was made of a rubber band held his leg in. Do you remember these dogs? Oh, yeah, I do. I, you, I, you, I know you were at the parachute. With the Kung Fu right. grip. With yeah. the Kung Fu grip. You pull his leg off, that's it. You can't get that leg back in. Once that hip ball is out of the thing, you can't no, get it back in. We glued it talking about a G.I. Joe yes. character. Listen, but the man, you want to bet the manufacturer can get that damn leg no, back in? He right? can't. I glued it in, but then the poor bastard couldn't you, move. That's you. If Tua was having surgery and you were doing it, I'd be like, his odds of coming back from that shit ain't happening. You it's, didn't do hey, the surgery. All right, my point. Think of how crazy that is. Like, remember when you took the GI Joe leg off and you tried? Yeah, you couldn't do it. So I'm sure if we if we gave it to Mattel and said, hey. Mattel, fix this. They'd be like, oh yeah, we got it. This is how we do it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So yeah, I, if I need surgery, you know, guy Maz, like James if Maz Andrew, is doing Dude, my child. surgery, I'm gonna assume my odds of long term. If Maz did to his surgery, like yes. don't draft him third right. overall, right? Yes. But there if you the go. greatest uh, sports doctor that you I know. am not tracking that Tom Mazway made his way to Alabama <laughs> and did to his hip surgery. I'm Are not you saying there? he didn't. You're not saying I, he didn't? I'm not saying he didn't, but I'm highly unlikely he if did. If it comes out in the draft in the pre-draft report. That Tom Asway of NRM did the hip surgery, then I don't think the Lions should take him. Okay, I'll be but okay. That, with that will come out after the Lions take. It will. It would. Yeah, it yeah, would. Yeah. It would be like Listen, James that, Andrews that, that, couldn't make it, and James Andrews was like, hey, "I got a friend. Yeah, I got a buddy. Okay, he's just as good as he's from me. New York, lives yeah. in Detroit. He's good. I highly recommend him. Listen, if the Lions take him, you know he's going to break down. If they don't take him, he's going to be Dan Marino. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. I love Dude, that pause. I, that I, glass is so half full with you, Matt. <laughs> right. I mean, that was right. just uh, that was a New York hey. mentality attitude, whatever like it's that. Not. No, it's I, not. the more McLaren's uh, you and I, but the more as we get closer, because these are conversations that we're going to have because more information comes out. But you do the due diligence, and I think the biggest thing is you don't get 
many cracks at the top. And when and whoever falls to you, because who knows what's, you know, we think it's going to go down with the with Chase Young, Burroughs first, then him. But if any one of those three is pretty much you got to grab, unless the deal is too good to be true, we're... Maybe Chase falls to them, and then we don't have to Who worry knows, about but it. But we'll talk about if him. we don't take Tua, the world is not going to end. No. no. But hey, if but we take him, we might. Hey, what we, do we? Here's here's here. What do we have to lose? Simply. What what the hell do we have to lose? Listen, nothing. All right, listen. Nothing. If we don't take Tua <laughs> at three, let's say we get a uh, we trade it over to Miami, we get a couple extra picks. We still get a guy that we want on defense. Then in the second round. Or late first round, because Miami's got all these. We've got Ethan's quarterback in Washington. What's well, his name? I, I like Jake Eason. Okay, I, we also have my guy Jake Fromm in Georgia as a second round pick that play behind. Yeah, all those Fromm, guys, Matthew all Stafford. those guys pan out. You but, know, like they. Uh, I'm just can't saying. Wait to have no, Jake I only, Fromm I only want Jake center. Eason if I know Matthew Great Stafford personality can play on Jake two Fromm. more years. Another Georgia quarterback that couldn't win. Love Matt's that like idea. stacking them up. Man. I know. I want. I want Jake Eason as long as I understand <sighs> that uh, Matthew Stafford can play two years and mentor he this can. kid like, for two years. For sure he can. Go to Minnesota. For sure he can. You got to pay Stafford. Not <laughs> talk about the okay, let's just move on. All right. No, I had to hijack, gonna, had had to hijack that conversation, Terry. Like, hey, you know, Clarence, that was minus. the uh, that was like you jumping on the grenade a little bit because I'm gonna. Maz is gonna go into the NBA, I think, and he's gonna try to explain <laughs> the All Star game. I can't. I, and, and I can't explain. It. I'm not good at. I'm, There's I no plus minuses divide or multiply, but and it looks like trigonometry. Yeah, you're gonna reset the quarter and then it's gonna count. And I'm like, man, it's. Ethan, I'll just let you just okay. tell us about the new NBA All-Star. Do we need calculators? Before no, we get, listen, this is a Super Bowl show, but we got to take a side road on this. Yeah. Thing I challenge you I can't to dumb this, this down. Okay. <laughs> I dare I'm you. I'm not the best at dumbing stuff down, but we'll see. So the NBA, the first three quarters will be quarters still. They'll be 12 minutes long, but they're going to be more or less mini games. So at the start of the first, second, and third quarters, the score will be 0-0. Zero to zero. They'll In, play the 12-minute quarter. Yeah. The winner of that quarter, the, whatever uh, Chicago-based charity team Giannis or team James is playing for, that charity of the winning team will receive $100,000. A whole $100,000. Correct. <laughs> okay. Then the second quarter, they'll play Which again. Which comes out to under $10,000 per All-Star number. Each All-Star is like... Well, anyway, keep yeah. going. I'll probably so then the second quarter will start again with 0-0. Zero to zero. They'll play okay. 12 minutes. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. After the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter, this is where I get confused. Well, um, if he's confused, because, how are we going to figure this because out? Because I believe they take... I believe every team then gets back all the points they scored in the first three quarters. Okay. But... Then they don't have it's an, it's an untimed quarter, and what the goal is is to who, whatever team was scoring the most points. So let's say the score was a hundred to ninety-five, the target score to win the game is now one twenty-four because they'll take whatever the most was, add twenty-four, twenty-four points for Kobe. Add to Kobe, the leading team, and then you'll have to play until that team or a team hits the target score. What if they go over? Then I believe they still win. They still they win. You don't have to hit it on the number. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Remember, no, the you remember that the free throw yeah. green twenty one. 
Yeah. Well, you take the free throw, then I you take it. the chippy. Yeah, I don't get it still. I think no, I'm, I get the free throw rule. Welcome to the new NBA. I get NBA. the twenty-one rule. That's sort of the back of twenty-one. I was better around the world. Oh, and what the, and the team for? that wins the fourth quarter, their charity gets two hundred thousand dollars. A whole two hundred thousand. Yeah, a whole two hundred thousand. Okay, that's the NBA. I got a better All-Star idea. Yeah. You play the quarter. No charity. You ain't giving anything to charity because okay, whatever. At the end of each quarter, one guy from each the losing team, your guy's out for the rest of the game. Make it straight up survivor. Or two guys. <laughs> so basically, if you lose the first quarter and second quarter, that's four four all-stars gone. I got it what? even better. I'll just I'll I eliminate it. It'll be I, like survivor all-star. We, I got it, we might be on the same right. page here. No, no, it's this. like the credit card game. The losing side each quarter, you do the like the tick, 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 tick for 12 guys or whatever. Whoever loses and gets picked, the charity gets their game check. Yes. Oh, okay. Nobody gets okay. paid. No, I was going more for I like, like uh, the losing the losing side. Whoever, you know, the winning team gets to pick one player. They got to go now to the other team. So you keep losing players to the other side. So the NBA is giving away five hundred grand, right? A yeah. hundred yeah. a quarter and two hundred for the final. Yep. Five hundred grand. It's kind of Chicago like our, it's kind of like our squares here, except it's a lot. Now, more what's money. crazy is yes. I think I think if you the NBA also if they did it the way they do. The way they were trying to do baseball, where you make the winner of the game get home court advantage, you would see, you would a, see crazy, a great game, unreal fourth quarter. Game. And in basketball, you can do it because it's all basically relative. That would be awesome. That's a great idea, dude. That would be flat out awesome. And the but way they're it, arguing about the way that they, I guarantee you, the East. I guarantee you, the East would be. If it, if this game mattered and it was for a home court for the East, I bet Jimmy Butler is a starter. Think about it, though, because think, think about if you're the East and you're thinking about it, whereas, you know, everybody always still thinks it's coming through the West, the championship, that if you have that home court, that gives you, like, that's a little bit, whoever yeah. that East Conference winner is to know that you have that the home Bucks. court advantage. <laughs> but right? What? The box, that might, say right, you say mm-hmm. the box, but, you know, the box versus the Clippers, the Bucks have a, you know, I'm looking at it a little differently when they got a home court. Boy, that would be a fun final. That would be a but at the same Well, we talk time, about they're... Kobe, which is funny. Like, as he got older, Kobe grew to hate the All-Star game. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do. He grew to hate it. But he grew yeah. to hate it from a competitive – like, his point was like, – Compete. Compete. Yeah, because he, yeah. He, he'd be looking at it like, like you get everybody together, give me your best, and I want to yeah. show you that I'm the alpha dog, but nobody tries. No. Because it's more of a, a you know, just a show thing yeah. that it's – it's that's not who he's about. He, he, the the he told the story. Back in the day, loved it. He told the story, and I know we're not on Kobe. He told the story. I thought that summed him up perfectly. The things always he, on Kobe. They were talking about um, uh, he, and I forget. I think he was talking to he was doing the podcast Matt Barnes and uh, Stephen Jackson, the, mm-hmm. uh, the All That Smoke podcast. And they're talking about how he was talking to Jordan, and they were talking about the Bulls teams and the Laker teams, the great Laker teams, and and so Mike was saying he's like, you know, Will, he's like. So they're talking about who would guard who, and it was like, you know, Shaq, and he was like, what they would do. And Mike goes, so Jordan starts, and they're having a conversation, and Jordan starts with, well, you know, I would kill you, right? <laughs> and Kobe looks at him and was like, Mike, who do you think you're talking to? It's me. <laughs> and then he says, Jordan's like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just that kind of, like, hate to lose. Nothing but that sort of casual. Res- Listen, but did that – Poignant more of of to how he was viewed by the highest of highs, or yeah. even his his yes. his peers, where and that's sort of like, bro, 
Yeah, that's what I, it's it's like me saying, listen, don't treat me like the rest yeah. of them. It's like uh, you know, you're not when people bring up, you ain't talking about that. You're talking about me, and then and sometimes it takes. Oh yeah, I forgot it. It was you, and you are standing there, in the in the world of noise, right? That's where he's like, uh, you forget. Look at my stats. Yeah, it's a it's a global showcase. I think of all the All Star games, it's the best because it's the showcase because of of, of how they do it. And but the game in and of itself is always trash. So look, man, if, I'm gonna watch it because I think this year it's more about the tribute and everything anything else. But I mean, it ain't the '80s, man. It's, it'll never. I don't think we'll ever see a day where it goes back to just the sheer will and pride of your conference of your team of your i think and i think that's also because guys move around so much too yeah yeah nowadays you know? before when you know, celtics lakers you know east west when you got the stuff you i think you nailed it right there free agency yeah. money everything else guys it's in every sport where you you know your opponent more because you've either played with them or trained with them or grew up around them and mm-hmm. stuff well and you genuinely didn't like like I was looking at the, I think they had the 87 All-Star game. They had one of the All-Star games on. And, dude, it was, you just didn't know each other. So, Larry Bird and Ronaldo Blackman from the Mavericks are going at it. And I mean, like, at it. Like, down the court, they're they're tussling. And and it was just that sense of pride. Like, it, yeah. I'm like, man. I mean, it was, I, it was yeah. I forgot how uncomfortable you could get watching 80s basketball right yeah, it was because great. it was just i loved it and i mean Bring they are on. putting people bodies on the floor in an Bring all-star game like yeah. nothing and just walking away like yep. yeah i love that and, you know and, but you're never gonna see that who again. was it dick stockton yeah like back in the day you can't you can't ex, you can't expect yes. an open layup even in an all-star game and it was, like, you, <laughs> and it was just Why? such a that wasn't a bad dick it was stockton. just such a perfect kind of like no big deal. Like, nobody was like, oh, maybe that was a little bit too much. It yeah, but just was... think about it, though. Think about how we used to play growing up and stuff like that. I mean, why people say, well, how do you get so tough? I said, because I'm 10 years old playing with 16, 18-year-olds, tackle football, and I ain't getting a... you ever get a participation trophy in your life? Never. Never got what, one. What, would I, what would you do with that? I would have shoved it right oh, yeah. I, Remember I the bad news bears when Tanner I, said, take honestly, that trophy. No, honestly, I would have went, went, thank you very much, and shook the hand <laughs> and not taking the trophy. Yeah. No, that's the, uh, yeah. but and that's the whole thing, right? Because I knew, and that's and at the bottom line, you're your own participation trophy. When you look in the mirror and say, "Did I give it everything I had to the best of my ability?" Mm-hmm. And when the answer is yes, ding, you get your own helmet sticker for your competition well, and, in life. And I think what happened back then, Maz, is guys knew they weren't like if you were playing for the Bucks, you knew you were going to be there. Yeah. So I think when you went to the All Star game, that that was like, well, yeah, and it's like, look. I got the Celtics, I got the Sixers, I got the the whatever, the Pistons. Like, we're not winning. This is this may be my signature win yeah. of the season is we beat the West. Now guys are just like, hey, I'll be I'll be on a I'll be on Golden State in a couple years. I'm gonna leave a free agency. Yeah. I think it's they're more, talking to him on the court saying, Hey, yeah. take it easy. We're gonna be teammates here in just a couple of May. We gotta change the subject real quick. TJ Lang. From the former Green Bay Packers and Detroit Lions, joining us right now on the phone, Super Bowl forty-five champion T.J. Lang joins us. What's happening, T.J.? Thanks a lot. I'm good, that Mass. How you doing? We're doing great, man. Darren's here. Clarence is here. Ethan is here. We uh, we want to know what it feels like to play in one of these big games. Oh man, you know, I wish I would have. Uh, I wish I would think I would have sat back and 
you know, enjoyed it a little bit more when I was there. I was such a young player. I was in my second year. You know, I, I didn't uh, I didn't really understand the full gravity of the whole situation at the time. But I definitely looking back on it now, um, yeah, it's one of those memories. I mean, you 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 just hope at one point in your career you could get to the championship game and get the ring and i was lucky enough to be on a good enough team my second year we got it done you know we never got back which is which is one of my biggest regrets man but looking back on that whole week of activities and practice and um just the atmosphere surrounding the whole game and ultimately going out there and winning i mean it just it was uh mac will tell you man it's just there's there's no feeling like it my question is, TJ, that, and it's great, and thanks for joining us, bro, um, is that it's a Friday, so Friday and the game's on Sunday. What is the team, and then so you're a lineman, but your team, what is a team like uh, San Francisco or Kansas City going through two days before the event down in Miami right now? Yeah, I think Friday is usually uh, kind of the last day where you're kind of toning up some uh, scheme things and maybe some fundamental work. I mean, they're not, not, they're not going to be practicing in pads. You know, all that work is done and behind them. Uh, probably it, it's pretty really you just go into the study phase now. I think you go into locking down the game plan. You go into, you know, knowing what you're going to do. I mean, most both of these coaches are, are, you know, known for coming out and scripting the first 10 or 15 plays, which they talk about, which is which is going to, uh, however they want to attack their opponent. I, I think really as a player's uh, responsibility now, it goes into studying. It goes, hey, we know what the first play of the game is going to be. We know I, I want to study up what their tendencies are. Let me finish up the, the small details. So when you go into Sunday, um, you don't have any concern. You don't have any worry that, you know, you, you, you're not prepared. I think these last two days you're going into the game is, is all about the, just finishing those those small details of the preparation. TJ, as you look at these two teams, for you, which of these two teams would you have more fun working for? An offense and a quarterback like like Mahomes or just a, a straight, in-your-face, going to run the ball until you quit offense <laughs> like the 49ers? Which, for you, would you enjoy more? Yeah, I think I get a little bit more jealousy watching the 49ers just because – uh, as an offensive lineman, you want to you want to run the ball as much as possible. I, I mean, you take more you take more pleasure in you know your your running back going for 200 yards than you do your quarterback going for 300 yards. Uh, you know, because that's really the ultimate test of of who wins in the trenches is is who's more productive uh, in the run game. You know, offensive defense. And yeah, I played most of my career pretty much was all like kind of what Kansas City's doing. I mean, eight years in Green Bay, we were a 80% passing offense. And a couple years in Detroit, it was a lot of passes. And I, I think that really stresses you out as an offensive lineman. It wears on you because you can have you, you can have a bad run play and your running back could still get five or six yards. You know, if you have a bad passing play, your quarterback's getting decked. And that just changes the whole feel and the whole outcome of the game. So, I think watching the San Fran offense and their creativity and the athletes they have and the way that they're able to run the, the zone scheme to perfection, I think that's that's probably the scheme that I look at that um, I'm like, man, I wish I, wish I could have played an offense like that once. Plus it keeps you on the field. Uh, you know, you don't have to get on and off the field like the Chiefs do. They, they're on the field for two and a half minutes. Yeah, I mean, you control the game, right? I mean, you, you keep controlling the game. When you go on out there and you're having these, 
you know, five, six, seven-minute drives, man, you just see how it wears down the defense, and you see the substitution start to come a lot faster, which means you're doing your job, man. You're wearing the guy across, crossing me out, and um, it puts a lot of it puts a lot of stress on the defense. That's the most frustrating thing when you cannot figure out how to stop the run. I mean, because when you you figure out pass game, it's like okay, we'll blitz more, we'll double cover this guy, we got to get pressure, whatever it is. When you're just getting dominated in the run game, it, it seems like there's no answers. And as offensive lineman, you take you take a hell of a lot of pleasure in that. T.J. Lang <laughs> joins us, former Lion and Packer, Super Bowl forty five champion, here on NRM Streamcast on the Wrap with Maz Clarence. D-Mac and Ethan. TJ, looking back at, at your Super Bowl, it was very much about the Steelers and that defense. What was the mood like in your meetings? What was the mood like with that offensive line? I mean, at one point, were you were you guys just kind of tired of hearing about that, you know, those Steeler linebackers, that Steeler front? And, you know, did any of that stuff just finally catch up to you where you guys just were finally like, all right, enough of this? Or for you, was it just simple, like, we know what our game plan is. Okay, yeah, they're great, but we're going to be okay. Or did you guys just find some extra motivation in the two weeks leading up to it with all of the noise? Uh, you know what? Thinking back at it, I, I think we were probably the more relaxed team because we were a six seed going into the playoffs. We snuck in on week 17. Uh, you guys remember that uh, – Famous Deshaun Jackson punt return against the Giants. Of course, yeah. late in the season back in 2010, that actually sealed our uh, sealed our playoff hopes to get into the sixth seed. And honestly, going into the playoffs, we were just so happy to be there, you know. And we go out and we beat Philadelphia, and we're like, "Damn, you know, this is cool. let's go see if we can beat you know Atlanta." We go down and play a SmackDown Atlanta, beat the Bears in the NFC Championship game. So I think going into the Super Bowl. We had already accomplished so much more than we probably thought we were capable of as a team that we were honestly like, put the pressure on them, man. They got to worry about us. We're the sixth seed that's making noise. You know, they're the they're the you know team that's being talked about, one of the best defenses of all time. And let them live up to that pressure, man. Let's just go keep playing how we're playing and and let the game sort itself out. So I think that whole week kind of leading up to it was, yeah, there was there was, there was you know stress and there was the you know you got that nervousness about you, but I don't think looking back on it, that there was any, you know, too crazy of a pressure on us to go try to, you know, beat this world-beating team in the Steelers. I, I think we proved our way through the last half of the season to get to the playoffs, and then obviously the first three playoff games, the way we were playing, we felt like, you know, we felt like we were the best team we stepped on that field. Well, you talk about momentum, right? And, and momentum in sports, and especially playoff time, is, you know, anybody says that you played, you want to be going into the playoffs on fired up full ge- full speed. Um, you're recently out of the game. You know how it's going to go. How do you see the Kansas City Chiefs and San Fran 49ers game going? And does does a, does a team going in have more confidence than the other or an edge in that? Or are we going to see a pretty much what we expect, a pretty much uh, Even. fist fight? Yeah, I, I'm kind of leaning on seeing a just back-and-forth type of game. I, I mean, in the end of it, I think Kansas City is going to prevail. Um, I don't think it's going to be a, a blowout like kind of what Kansas City's you know, been fortunate enough to do the last two games in the in the playoffs. But um, you know what? I, I think it's uh, both teams have been the most consistent throughout the course of the year. And I, I know Kansas City hit a couple uh, roadblocks there when Mahomes went down there. Uh, you know, around midseason, missed a couple games, lost a couple games. But both teams you look at, and then the way they're playing ball, man, it's just. It's a, they're both on fire right now, and they both do it two separate ways. One can, you know, the, the Chiefs can 
they'll put 21 points down your throat in two minutes of game time, and San Francisco wants to have those seven, eight-minute drives and just physically wear you out. So um, I, I think I think I, I got to go with the Chiefs just with the way that the quarterback's playing. I think if it's a tight game, um, I obviously trust Patrick Mahomes to – to, to lead uh, to lead their team more than I would trust Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo to mount a, a comeback of some sort to, to get over the hump. I think it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a, a physical game. Um, San Francisco's definitely got the edge on the defense, uh, but you know I think the the biggest X factor for me will be Kansas City Chiefs uh, defensive tackle Chris Jones. I, I think both offensive tackles on both teams are really good. Um, they're going to do a nice job neutralizing all the, you know, all pro DNs that are going to be on that field. It's really going to come down to the interior of the offensive line for for San Francisco and the and the defensive line for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think I'd have to give the the, the edge there to to Kansas City. I think that'll be the difference. I think you're right. Uh, I hope you're right. I hope it's a great game. And before we let you go, TJ, there's one guy left that's covered all 54 Super Bowls on the reporting side. His name is Jerry Green from the Detroit News. I'm sure you've run into him in your time here in Detroit, but he's the only guy left. Now, if we would have made a bet with him 54 years ago and said, you know what, you're going to cover 54 straight Super Bowls, but you're not going to see your home team, would you have taken that bet? Damn it! <laughs> uh, that's a tough one, obviously. <laughs> you think history and the odds would prevail at some point, right? But, uh, you know, I don't know, man. Hopefully the Lions are close. I mean, obviously this is going to be a big offseason for them. They've got to get a couple impact players there. And um, I'm, been, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with them. But, yeah, I mean, that's that's wild, you know. The streak's got to break soon. It's unbelievable. I mean, it can't be another 50 years, can it, man? I don't, I don't think so, TJ. We, we pray not. <laughs> hey, not. are you taking Tua at three? <laughs> Settle a bet here, please. Oh, my God. Um, You know what? It's interesting. I think if there was job security across the board, you know, with management, I think you definitely make it a possibility. But the fact that. Uh, it's been pretty publicly known that there's a win now mandate, yeah. you know, kind of in that organization. I think you have to find um, somebody or, or trade back and try to get maybe two different difference maker. A backup quarterback is not going to help you win next year. I think you got to find somebody that's going to come in and make an immediate impact. But he said it. They're not he, allowed to take. They're not. Oh. He just said with said the, the temperature of the yes. that we've all heard publicly about win now. God, that this yeah. up. so TJ says the proper <laughs> pick in, all, in the real world. Green Bay would have picked Tua. Okay, <laughs> so that's, that's gonna happen. Good. Like he's gonna come. Like going somebody else is gonna take Patriots will trade up again. The hip's gonna be great, and we're gonna be sitting here. He's gonna light us up. I could make I could make a great argument, and you look at the teams now, especially in the AFC playoffs this year, um, where you look at the quarterbacks that were playing, and you look at their salaries. I mean, I think outside of Tom Brady, they were averaging about two million dollars salary yeah. a year, and I know they're all on rookie deals. But you look at what it does for your team; it lets you open wow. up a ton of money to go get four, five, six other different playmakers and difference makers on your team. And, and I think sooner or later, man, I, the league might start going this way. I don't think you're going to see teams that are going to be willing to pay these quarterbacks. 40, but TJ, let's TJ, let's just take them. Let's just take them and play them, man. Look, James Andrews did his hip. TJ, that'd be like you drinking coffee 
and Jesus gave you the water. Like James <laughs> Andrews did to him. Let's just take him and play him, TJ. Yeah. Let's just no, take I'm with him you, but what's the point this year, you know? I mean, what do you do with Stafford? I mean, you can't cut him or trade him. You're still going to have all that dead money on the roster anyway. So. I, mean, for as much as I, I can make an argument for both spots. I, I think the, the the smart thing for the Lions would do, obviously, is to make sure that they, you know, make it a real possibility. Make other teams believe that you're going to yeah. take him. And you're try higher. To get when do you start? And try to try to try to get more. Try to get just more. You know, cracks at the thing, and try to get you know two, three, four different playmakers that can come in and help you win next year. He hired. TJ, oh, yeah, you got, yeah, you got the Congratulations, job. TJ. We're looking forward to <laughs> you. You're our NRM role, representative TJ's general hired. manager of the Lions, TJ Lang. There it is. <laughs> yeah. CJ, GM from – hey, listen, let's just say it. Let's just start calling him Lions general manager. Can we just TJ call Lang. him GM? That's let's just do it. This is me and you. Just the and clearance. We'll just do it. Right. It'll piss people off. It'll piss TJ off, but we're just going to do it. like Brian Ackerman, the second Yeah, like Brian Ackerman plays for the Tigers, and TJ Lang is the Lions general manager. I got it. Congratulations, TJ. Hey, thanks for the scoop, GM. That's awesome. TJ Lang We got transparency from the GM, TJ Lang. But listen, did you hear? TJ Lang's the new GM of the Lions. Can you be quiet? <laughs> TJ, thanks, brother. <laughs> Love you, bro. We'd rather have we'd rather have you here on the mics with us, by the way. All right. We'll see you, man. Get back to those kids. TJ, TJ Lang, Super Bowl 45 champion with the Packers. Of course, Detroit Lion for a few years here. And, and new Lions general manager. And new Lions general awesome, manager. Bro. Hey, right. we got to take That's a quick break. break here at NRM, bro. Hey, hey you know what? Aren't awesome. you happy you came back from uh, Minnesota like, and we're talking my, the yeah, L? I knew there was day. a surprise. That's why I just, why, just, why don't I just leave? You, you guys just back. take over. Yeah, this Lions general manager, TJ. We're excited, man. Sorry. I know. Now we know what it's like to be you. It is your fault. You brought up the L. You said the L word first. You said the L. Just be quiet. Don't let it just last higher, gentlemen. We take a quick break. I'll hear from Jim Reels, friendly Chrysler Jeep. When we come back, Chris Myers from Fox Sports joins us. He's on the sidelines for the Super Bowl, all right? We're going to hear from him right after this. Time out. Check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Start Something New sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $145 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2020 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels-friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddy's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. We're, we're back on the wrap here on NRM Streamcast. Tom Azoy, Clarence Black, Darren McCarty, Ethan Perlman, and myself here in our studios in Farmington, the Jim Reels, friendly Chrysler <coughs> Jeep Studios, <coughs> led by Tiger second baseman Brian Ackerman. And uh, I see Clarence already on his phone trying to uh, tweet out T.J. Lang for our next general manager here in Detroit. T.J. Lang is going to be our next general manager. Yeah. Did you hear what he just gave? He, what did he say? It's like, you know, he said the you, smart thing to do, hired. Yeah. He was hired, somebody said, the smart thing to do. Congratulations, well, T.J. Well, we'll find out. And we're going to get Chris Myers on the phone. He'll be patrolling the sidelines with Aaron Andrews this Sunday on Fox. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, of course, in the big booth. And uh, it's going to be a great opportunity uh, to see some great football. The 49ers and the Chiefs, Super Bowl 54. We go out live to Miami now. Chris Myers joins us. Uh, Chris, thanks so much for coming on. You're uh, one of my faves. 
Well, thank you. No, it's good to be on with you guys. And, uh, you know, South Beach is, is really humming, actually, all the way from Miami to Fort Lauderdale. Uh, you know, the crowds are building and, uh, you know, a lot of Chief fans. Uh, haven't seen as many 49er fans yet, but this year they've been traveling a lot better. So they'll show up on Sunday, I'm sure. No doubt about it. We're expecting a hell of a game, Chris. Uh, you know, you've been around all week talking to both teams. You know, we heard we heard the 49ers were out hitting the town earlier in the week. Uh, what's it going like? I remember back in the day when they were here in, uh, in Detroit, Cincinnati and the 49ers. Cincinnati was kind of staying in their hotel room, and they were nervous. Bill Walsh had the 49ers out on the town having a good time. And, you know, the looser team won that game. What's it like this game for you? <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I think that's a good point. That I, I think it's most important that the, the coach know his players. Is it a veteran group? Is it a young group? Have they been through something like this before? Obviously, these two teams uh, have not. Andy Reid has. It's been a long time in between. And I asked him, you know, we, we got to go to their practice and talk to him a little bit about that. And he said, yeah, I, I, the one thing I took from that you know, experience is with the team is just things, you know, the, the day of the game, the half times longer, the process during the week, the off week where you get a lot of work done. So, uh, I, I think of having met with both coaches, we had our, our early we call them production meetings. We get the access as the broadcast crew that uh, maybe other people don't, other than the press conference. We get to go to practice, hang out with them a little bit afterwards. I think the vibe is pretty good on both, especially uh, the, the two quarterbacks. They, they both seem, for, for guys that are young, 24-year-old Mahomes and 28-year-old Garoppolo, that Garoppolo is better as a backup and has, has modeled himself after Brady in the way of handling the lead-up. But they both seem very confident and comfortable. And we may overuse the term loose, but they both admit, hey, when it comes time to kick, oh, you know, we're going to be a little bit fired up and the emotions will run and we have to control that to go out and play the way we play. Hey, Chris, so one of the things that people have mentioned about the Chiefs specifically is, hey, they beat up on a really bad AFC West this year. I think if you look at the schedule, though, I mean, look, they got wins against the Vikings, the Ravens, the Pats, the – I mean, at this point – Titans. Because the Titans, mm-hmm. because people can't explain this team, the Packers. I mean, because they can't explain this team. Do you think at this point people are just they're they're just searching because they're just trying to find a way to not um, to just to draw interest? Almost it's like because they just they can't explain what they're seeing. Yeah, I, I think well, Super Bowl week, you, there's always that, and and we haven't had players say anything, you know, any bulletin board material or get in any kind of trouble. So yeah, I, I, I think people are digging for something uh, on each team or something that's more interesting but yeah you can look and it's something to look at the the data the analytics the schedule the 49ers played a very difficult schedule and won some big games but they're here now and and really with that off week and that extra week to prepare it it really is you guys know football it's about the matchups in this game and how they perform on sunday uh, really even if they played earlier in the year you like you saw in the playoffs when we had those second meetings you you really throw that out you use some of that information and in this game, I, I think it'll be fascinating to watch the defensive line of the 49ers. That's so good. How will they handle Mahomes as, as well as he moves and throws the ball and has people to get the ball to? And on the other side, and this is where I think that extra week preparing uh, against the run game, the zone-blocking running attack of the 49ers that has three different guys that can carry it. It was Raheem Mostert last time. It was Tevin Coleman before that. Matt Breida earlier in the year, although it'll probably be Coleman's going to play. It's going to be uh, Mostert and Coleman. Uh, most of the, of the of the ground attack, but they run with great success. So is that Chiefs defense? How do they handle those kinds of uh, blocks that they're going to be seeing? And then if Garoppolo needs to throw, you know, how does that change the game? Those are to me at least the big factors going into the game, and we'll see how they play out. Now, Chris, you mentioned uh, 
you mentioned about the bulletin board or lack of it material. This, to me, watching uh, the last couple of weeks, really feels more like a title boxing fight back in the day with two great champion opponents that are respect each other the way they talk. Now, from your perspective, because you do both the, the broadcasting from the booth, but you'll be down on the sideline, is there is there a different perspective as to what a fan or what we can look for from uh, as far as how the game plays out that that yeah. you see down there? That because. Uh, I, I, as an as a former athlete, you know, playing hockey, I know that when when you're watching the game, then you stand at the ice level. When you're not playing, you're going, "Are we going this fast? Is this <laughs> happening? Does no, that perspective a, yeah, that's, change?" That's a great point, and I, I think it is an advantage having, or at least a, a different point of view, having been down on the sidelines and 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 covered and, and worked in that situation, and then go up to the booth and call games for a season, and now come back in the playoffs. Not not only do you observe certain things about the way position coaches handle players. I was on the sideline for Fox in the Super Bowl when the Patriots came back at the 28-3 when Shanahan, uh. Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, and I watched that unfold. Uh, one of the things you you can observe, but yes, from a from a just a and we try with television and Fox, all our cameras and microphones to bring you the best. And you know the violent collisions, but the speed that you mentioned, I really noticed that speed. Kansas City, I, the 49ers are pretty quick in the secondary, uh, and they have some guys that can fly in a Debo Samuel. But the, the speed and going to Kansas City's practice and being down on the sideline for a game like this, uh, that to me, the, the, the speed that they know how to use in, in Tyreek Hill and McCole Hardman uh, is what is really, really jumps out at me. And I, I sometimes like watching NASCARs go around. You can't tell because they're all going so fast. But that'll be something I think we can watch for, and hopefully it'll be a noticeable difference. And and again, the the, the, the physical colliding, the sound, uh, the, 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 the the force that these bodies hit each other, and how these guys keep moving is is very very impressive. And you see and feel it down there uh, when you're on the sideline. And certainly when they when they come over to the sideline to catch a break, they are spent by the yeah. time they finish the game. It's amazing. I always loved love to hear that. Yet when you're uh, predict that these guys are that fast and you go they are that fast so it's like you know you're not seeing it Tyree oh. Kill is literally a zip you know uh, it's Hartman crazy too. Yeah. he's yeah. unbelievable yeah. too yeah. Yeah. Chris yeah. let me ask you let yeah. me ask you this real quick last time the pack or the last time the Chiefs lose they lose to the Packers October 27th in that game Aaron Rodgers 23 or 33 305 yards three TDs is because we know the Chiefs are going to do everything they can to stop the run, do you think this is going to have to be a Jimmy G game for the Niners? Not necessarily, but I think you'll have to make a couple of throws, just like in some of the games. Now, when he needed to on that road game in New Orleans, that they beat the Saints, and the Saints were the top seed at the time, uh, he had a big day throwing the football. He had another one against the Cardinals. I actually called that game. They were at home. They were behind. He had to rally them. So he's capable. That's not their strength, though, just like with Kansas City. Their strength is, is Mahomes in the passing game, and they can run the ball. So I don't think he has to have a big day. I think the, the running game has to – and I think the, the approach will be, as you know, Kansas City wants to stop the 49er running game on defense and make him throw. But on the, on the other side, uh, I think the Chiefs have to stop the 49er running game because I think they'll limit whether they score points or not. The 49ers running the ball with time of possession, that uh, they'll, they'll limit the amount of touches, opportunities, 
that Mahomes and the offense will have. I think that's the way they'd like it to go, and so that way Garoppolo doesn't have to have a big day, just a more just an efficient day. And by the way, a game manager at quarterback is yeah, they're all game managers, and the good ones are really good game managers, and sometimes have to step out of that and go above it and make the plays like we've seen Mahomes do. So that's an interesting element to watch. Garoppolo is certainly capable, and I think he's got a calmness about him and a coolness uh, that comes from having been around Tom Brady and, and Belichick on those Super Bowl teams as a backup. Chris Myers from Fox joins us. He'll be on the sidelines for Super Bowl 54. Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, and Aaron Andrews. And Chris Myers, of course, will be there and cannot wait for it. Ethan, what do you have? Chris, uh, looking at the two defenses for this game, uh, we know we know the defensive line for the 49ers and the Kansas City Chiefs are both stellar. Looking, though, to the secondary, uh, Richard Sherman's been great this year. Tyron Matthews having a career season for the Chiefs. Which of those two guys do you think is going to be the difference maker uh, in the secondary for either team? Yeah, well, Sherman, it's funny, in preparing for the previous playoff games, I think teams, teams thought they could take advantage of Richard Sherman. He, he has, you know, he's older, he slows down, he's one of the smartest corners and knows how to trick quarterbacks and handle eye movement and, and handle uh, certain receivers. So I, I think that in terms of athletic ability with the Chiefs' speed, they're going to have the advantage, whether it's Hill or goes against Sherman, but the smarts of the game uh, and, and the, really the length of his arm, that's where he kind of fools a lot of people from what coaches have told me, or at least they think they can fit the ball in and he can reach out and, you know, and angular and how, how he's got that, that wingspan, so to speak. So I think that's the area that I, I would think if they're going to attack the secondary, Mahomes specifically, I think what they like to do is put speedy guys on one side and say, everybody, you're going to worry about them. We'll, we'll move Travis Kelsey. We haven't mentioned him over to the other side, and he can catch a ball and roll downfield and knock people over. A lot of their game really is the short pass and then break it and run. Uh, and, and Mahomes, obviously, if he, if he can get the home run ball, he'll, he'll get it. But, yes, if you're going to pick on somebody there, I think Sherman would be the one at least they're going to go in thinking they can. Chris, if you had to pick a winner in this game, uh, what is it? Well, I really, you know, since I'm, I'm working the game, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't want to, I don't want to commit okay. to it, but, but I, I think, I mean, I do think this game, and you can tell you the, the point spread and the kind of matchup, the sure. excitement level we have. This is a close game. I, I, I would be surprised if it, if it's not decided by a field goal. I think the uh, an exciting finish would be that. You know, Mahomes with the ball in his hand late, needing a touchdown to win and watching how he does that or tries to do that against the 49er defense. Hey, uh, Chris, uh, since I'm the resident uh, NASCAR guy here, and oh, I absolutely no. love it, will I be seeing you in a few weeks in Daytona? Yes, I'll be. Um, well, I do. I, so some of the assignments have changed, but I do host the pre-race, you know, our extended I, pre-race show I, great American race, the Daytona 500. I do, I do. I don't miss it, bro. So, I mean, that's Good. yeah. I enjoy all. I enjoy all your work, and uh, I've learned. You know, that's the one thing I tell everybody is that the education that you learn and what Fox has done. And you mentioned that the bit for the for the big game coming up and all the camera views. But as uh, a guy that played hockey his whole life, didn't play football, didn't drive NASCARs, man, I feel pretty knowledgeable thanks to Fox. So the thank you in part, I'd like to say thank you to Good. Chris Myers. For, um, well, you got that. And Hopefully. thank you for keeping Michael Waltrip on track. Uh, yeah, well, that's a chore. I know it is. Full time, full time. We need a team of people set. And hopefully in the future, hockey could be at Fox's uh, broadcast. That would be great. The glow puck. Bring back the glow puck. Leave the glow puck alone. Bring it back. Bring back the glow puck. No, that we don't. Yeah, funny story. If you remember Dennis Hopper, the actor, uh, the late actor, I remember interviewing him after about that. Somebody asked him about the glowing puck back then. He said, I've been seeing blue glowing things for a long time. (laughs) Hey, Chris. However you digest it. One of my favorite sports center anchors still to this day. You got to give me a you. You're not good. Uh, Come on now. Oh, 
yeah, you, uh, you're not good. And that deserves a wow. We love you, man. Thanks, love Chris. You, Chris. We'll look forward to it. Enjoy the game. Take care. All, All right. right. Chris Myers from Fox. You'll see him, of course, on Sunday for Super Bowl 54. Not bad, huh? You, uh, you're not good. I mean, that's, that's one of the best anchors but, but, you know, going when you around. Think, when you think about that, because as we sit around here, and, and that, the, like the anchor job, and, I, and I, I'll watch the, the ESPN or Sports Center or whatever, but it's not the way that it was where you no. tune in for no. Myers and, yeah. and Berman. Berman. Oh. No, and, but Dan Patrick, I mean, you yes. still watch it because yeah. of the interviews Oberman. and Oberman. But the, 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 Tom Mees. Yeah, Stuart Scott. Stuart Stu, Scott. Stu, booyah. Booyah. Booyah for yeah. Stu. Hey, uh, let's get into these Super Bowl prop bets. Darren's favorite part of the game. They are. Uh, let's get them out here. Uh, and and my favorite bet, <laughs> my favorite bet is the national anthem. Okay, Demi Lovato doing Two the minutes, national anthem. It's gotta go. It's. It, I watched it's her. Less. I watched her on the Grammy Awards. Her song was like 18 minutes long, so I'm going to take that's the over. That's not the national anthem. That was her song. I'm taking the over. I do want to let you guys know. Just so I I did tweet to thank the GM. You did. I did. I said great catching up with the quote. The GM, the GM, quotes, is that what we're calling TJ Lang, and I put a hashtag. His he said Draft it. Tua. I put a hashtag if they are smart. Yeah. And hashtag TJ said it. <laughs> so my goal is to get hashtag if they are smart and hashtag TJ said it uh. trending. I also oh, think his other name could be the, the brain. GM, the brain. Yeah. Oh, the that, brain. The brain. And then we get shirts like "Me Love You Lang Time." Oh, oh. done. Uh, can we get that uh, copyrighted yeah, department right now? Yep. yep. Thank you. Oh, hey, got it. I'm trying to get Clarence's new show be called uh, Black Ops. That was my pick for it. Well, Black well, Ops. You got it passed by his kids. They like it. It's going to be a segment. It'll be a segment. All right. I like keep Let's throwing out the names. That's what we do Prop here. Bets. All right. So, what will be the result of the coin toss? Heads and tails. I always go heads and I lose. <laughs> Literally 50 50. I'll take tails, don't fail, right? <laughs> We'll do well, that. Well, it's 50-50 unless the Jerome Bettis is calling it. Correct. <laughs> that was a Thanksgiving Day game, and that changed, changed the way the wait, coin wait, toss. Wait, wait, hold on. Was that a Lions Thanksgiving yes. Day game? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, yes. Of course. Yes. Yes. Right. Lions won that game thanks to that now, bad toss. Now, this is a setup. or, or Not a setup, but this, these are the ones that, that get me. Will there be will there be a score in the first six minutes and 30 seconds? Yes. So, that's... Yeah, that's yeah, one hundred percent. Like we're, we're talking that that to me could be the gimme on the board, which means that that's where you watch. It's gonna be no. Wouldn't you say? Right. Wouldn't Good you point. say easy? The easiest the easiest money might be that the, the Niners score first. That's because Kansas City's I mean, down they, in every they, game. Yeah. So even when they lost, and I was gonna ask, even when they lost to the the Packers, they were down fourteen nothing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like this team do not. does not. They don't show up. It's like, oh, are we down yet? All right, let's go. <laughs> or it's like, like seriously, they they fourteen to nothing. Yeah, but this is the Niners that. But, play. but or it's like hey. TJ said, where where teams are schemed and game plan coming out to the eject. Right. So the first fifteen plays, it's almost like if we're gonna get them, we're gonna get them. Yeah, but now this was the home game. Get, Listen, yeah. you guys remember this was a home. This was a six and one Packers. Five and uh, six and one Packers, I think five and two Chiefs at home, down fourteen nothing, and took a 17-14 lead at the half. Like I, they defy like math. Mm-hmm. Crazy. They're fast, man. They're fast, but don't get down too far to this team because no. the Niners will. And well, Bosa, the, the you Niner, don't want to get down to that yeah. team. 
Well, I, I think coming out that that Sam Fran's going to put a lot of pressure on him or whatever, but we were talking about this before, Clarence. It's like, can you, like, we talk about it's supposed to play out this way, but when you, like TJ said, when you're running it down and you can establish that, it's not about the beginning of the game. It's about the end of the game. So who's got who's built better to protect the lead, right? I, the Sam Fran's built, wouldn't you think, because they can run. Now, T, T, or Chris Myers, whatever, TJ, we've talked about it, Chris Jones, who the couple weeks has given him, who's a defensive tackle, given him a chance to get healthier to plug the hole. That's something if it makes a difference. But in the long run, down the stretch, it's a battle of attrition. Like, which it comes to. And Sam, Sam Fran, I, even though Patrick Mahomes down, I I would rather, if the team's down, have Patrick Mahomes come back than Jimmy G. But with the lead, like with the lead to hold the lead and hold the clock, I believe Sam Fran can do that. I think that Kyle Shanahan, I firmly believe that we're going to see Kyle Shanahan at some point, if he didn't this week, go to Jimmy G and Kittle and go, Okay, like, because all you're hearing about Mahomes and Kelsey, and I think people for Jimmy G showed what he could do on the road. He could play in New Orleans. He can mm-hmm. like he can play. I, some some way somehow, and I don't know. And that's that's a testament to the defense in the run game. They somehow turned Jimmy G into whichever one of these Blau, whatever one of these these lions we got. <laughs> like he he's not a game manager. This isn't Trent Dilfer. This isn't no. you know. I mean, this is. Somehow the narrative on him got completely flipped. Changed, yeah. Like, and, just, like, if George Kittle is open, he's going to get the ball. Like, this is tough, this is the craziest. That's the only thing about this that I think. Six on to pull them down. But I'm yeah. listening to the average person on the street, and they're like, well, if the Niners have to pass, and I'm like. So? If the Niners have to, what? like Emmanuel Sanders? Are you serious? Debo, Debo Samuel? Samuel De- well, remember, Moore, remember about this when, when I remember Denver played Seattle, and they were like, well, that Russell Wilson has to win it. <laughs> and you look back at it in hindsight like, yeah, he's yeah, probably That's could. what he does. I just, I, I think this could, as much as this is supposed to be the Mahomes shining, right. this could be the Jimmy G breakout. This could be the, oh, Damn. This could be the day that Bill Belichick finally shoots himself for letting that guy leave <laughs> yeah. Foxborough. And that was not his choice, by the way. Listen, Jimmy G wins the Super Bowl. It's not right. Like, Bel- Belichick comes out shining like a diamond. Well, and remember because, what? Because we know it's a cra- it was a craft. So yeah. blatant. Brady. Blatant. But also remember what Brady did. <laughs> Brady Brady's first three Super Bowls, he leaned into a great defense, yeah. and a, a run game, and the greatest, maybe the greatest kicker in NFL playoff right. history. Yeah. So could Jimmy G do the same thing? Absolutely. People forget how – it's man, it, and we talked earlier about narrative. Controlling the, the narrative on Jimmy G got thrown so far left so fast to now he's like, oh, he's a game manager, oh, interceptions. Just oh, good-looking Hollywood guy. He's, he's, he's done like, – yeah. he hasn't had to win the running game. But it's he like, hasn't – he right, is still yeah. he is still very much a new kind of unknown, much in the same way Brady was. Well, and coming out of college, Jimmy G was not known as a game manager. He was known as a letting-it-fly quarterback yeah. at Eastern Illinois. Because right after he left, their coach came to Bowling Green, and his – Offensive scheme is there. It is tied into Bowling Green. The quarterback is going to throw the ball fifty <laughs> times in the game, and we're going to get four hundred passing yards. It you was can't no different. stop. It you was can't no different stop for Jimmy. the Chiefs. But what the Packers did was 
they basically said mm-hmm. like, okay, guys are guys that are open are going to get the ball. I'm not worried about the Chiefs' pass rush. So Aaron, Rod- I mean, three o three. He went three o three and three because yep. he's just like he's open. Okay, he's open. Okay, he's open. Yeah, he's open. Are you he- taking the Niners? Yeah. Are you okay. taking the yeah. over or under that Jimmy G will attempt at least twenty nine and a half passes? I'm gonna go over because I think okay. the I think the Chiefs are gonna do exactly what the the Chiefs are gonna do exactly what the they're gonna do what they try to do to the Niners or to, to the Packers, which is they're gonna say Aaron Jones is not gonna run a, on us all day, mm-hmm. and then conversely, those Chiefs that Chiefs secondary is gonna get picked apart. Okay. I think, firmly huh? believe I think Jimmy G is going to pick them apart. Tyron Matthews out there playing the best football of his career right now. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, I mean, really uh, like. yeah, the Tyron and Richard Sherman show. I mean, I'm gonna take. Uh, I got. I'm. I gotta go with the coach. I'm going with Andy Reid. I'm going. Uh, I'm yep. going all heart. Yeah, head hard. Good it's been thing. Fifty years, mm-hmm. man, since they won Super Bowl. Yeah, and you man. know what? If you, if you look at the way, and if you're like me, then the St. Louis just got off the snide after. Fifty something. Yeah, the blues. It's sort of like it, it might be their time, but it's not going to be easy. I just hope for a no. great game. I actually think this could be one that goes in overtime. See, man, I think Kyle Shanahan. Second only then. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be. I think Kyle Shanahan is going to be that guy. I think he learned from that debacle. Yeah, absolutely. The That's the biggest. And I think he has something that Sean McVay doesn't, which is a defense to go with what he wants to do offensively. And I mean, it's it's Shanahan. It could be the next. Ethan, the next who guy, do you man. like? I'm going with Kansas City. I, I can't bet against Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Well, I told you earlier this week. I said uh, uh, Trent Dilfer was on Fox and he was getting interviewed. I think Colin Coward was talking to him, and he thinks you can shut down a team that relies on their quarterback so much. Remember Dan Marino when uh, the skin shut yeah. him down. You can go on and on for a quarterback-centric team and the Niners' defense. If the Niners take out Mahomes, are they that good enough to hang in there and win that game really without him playing his best? But I don't think San Fran has ever played against a quarterback like this kid. This kid is at his peak. He did get hurt midseason. He's probably not 100% healthy. Nobody is. Jimmy G was hurt last year, but he's been – both teams are coming in pretty healthy. Both teams have great tight ends. Both teams could run the ball. San Fran could run better. Obviously, Kareem Hunt, if he was on this Chiefs team, what the hell? They would have been unstoppable. But nonetheless, they don't have him. Both have great kickers. Both have great defenses. I mean, how could this not be a three-point game? I want Andy Reid to win. I want the Chiefs to win for the old AFL and Lamar Hunt and his son now, Clark Hunt. I want the Chiefs to win. Do I care? Not really. I just want to win my square. I want Demi Lovato to sing. I want Demi Lovato to sing the anthem under two minutes. All right. Last question: What jersey number will score the first touchdown? You could pick 17. one. To, you could pick one to twenty-four, or you could pick twenty-five to ninety-nine. Up high, George Kittle. I'm going with one to twenty-four. I'm going go Kittle, man. I'm going McC- Kittle. McCall Hardman taking the opening kickoff <laughs> back for a touchdown. Oh, just like Devin Hester. They wound up losing that game. The Bears, Hartman will probably tear his hamstring hey, on the opening. Thanks so much to TJ Lang for joining us. GM TJ Lang. The GM, Chris Myers from Fox. Clarence is back. You can hear him. He's so excited. Clarence Black. Me love you, Lang time. Darren McCarty, always in the house here at NRM. Thanks, brother. And, of course, Ethan Perlman, the EP man. Enjoy Super Bowl 54, guys. Tom Mazaway here on The Wrap.